I thought I made my mic stand vibrate from that, but turns out it was just a dishwasher washer next to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I picked, an, uh, picked an unfortunate time to record, I think. I can't hear the dishwasher at all, so it's something's doing something's doing what it should. Ah, uh, yeah, but it's definitely in a recording, so. <laughs> ah, fuck. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, well, consider that ambiance, audience. You're welcome. You All you don't right. get this kind of this kind of like authentic shit anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, mostly just shit, to be honest. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. You ready, Jason? Let's rock and roll. Friends apart. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Friends of Our Podcast. I have no clue which episode this is. I think season episode two. Episode twenty-two. Oh damn, he's still on track. Damn it. So uh, yeah, we took a week off, um, <laughs> which we've never done before, um, <laughs> uh, because Jason's offspring finally hatched. So yeah, congrats to Jason. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I uh, I played a big part in that, and I'd like to accept as much credit as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah the 30 seconds that it took so that's ah oh, man that's so weird to think about right it's, it's just that ah oh, fuck no it i always imagine you know when when you have kids and i mean i don't i don't need your details in particular but i'm just thinking about you know um your kids like all grown up and stuff and you know typically when when kids are all grown up they start asking their parents like hey so how did you guys meet and all that you know mm-hmm. and um then you're just thinking back and you're like man i never would have thought that those 15 seconds in this train bathroom <laughs> led to this small child just asking <laughs> questions now god damn so yeah you don't know how tr- you don't know how true that is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, I can only imagine. Yeah, so give me give me the scoop. What's the what's the baby All right. scoop? All right, baby scoop. Um, about 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 eight pounds, two ounces, th- thirty thirty six hundred grams. Um, so I made a bunch of notes here. I just uh, I uh. <laughs> just everything on there says try to not say the name. Try to not say the name. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I was looking for... Okay, I made a bunch of notes for this fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, here it is. Um, okay, so... Yeah, I mean... It's it's about... It's about what I expected, I guess. Um, I think our baby's really good. Like, she's not crazy crying all, all the time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, just in general, I think I think we got a pretty good one. Uh, we, 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 got, we got a good model. Uh, and like the, I, 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 don't, I don't even like, I have so much to say, but I don't know how much of it's really valuable. Like the, the time in the hospital was just like such bullshit. Um, yeah. like I, I wouldn't even really get into it. There was a bunch of drama with the doctors and the nurses in terms of like discharging, like none of them use the same vocabulary. So what they were asking was like, they wanted to know what our, how we were going to feed our child. That, that uh-huh. was that was the the core question that they were trying to a- answer meat um, just a hundred percent pure meat yeah yeah exactly meat and skittles and um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so 
the but but like the first contact you have once you once she's born and you're in like the newborn ward is with like these nurses and so they're immediately crowding your space interacting and like like taking vitals and shit like that and they Mm -hmm. asked you are you gonna breast your are are you planning to breastfeed your baby Mm -hmm. in brackets what is your plan to feed your baby yeah Uh, and and the important thing is there the the real question is in the brackets there because what they the way they formulate that question is misleading and kind of like off handedly it's it's like this just casual question mm-hmm. um and so like we were like yeah we you know would like to try that if we can because mm-hmm. not everybody can um and the i th- i think um implied alternative there is to feed with formula if you can't yeah. or supplement if you you know have trouble that seems pretty pretty common sense to me but sure. they take it literal absolute literal so they're like so basically what ended up happening was we weren't allowed to leave until they were satisfied with how we were breastfeeding the baby even though we were like telling them like yeah we're we're gonna you know supplement if we can't if if we can't like it's not a big deal the baby's <laughs> the baby's gonna get fed and uh they were really just not happy with that and it led to a lot of a lot of arguments and and like the head doctor who's like a world-renowned expert in like breastfeeding science mm-hmm. um she was like she was totally reasonable actually she said like you know i always start my questions with how do you plan to feed your baby and i was like thank you that is a perfectly reasonable way to phrase that yeah um you should talk to the nurses because they disagree <laughs> <laughs> so anyways we 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 were stuck there for a day longer than we wanted to be because they were very literal with their like oh well so you can't just not feed your baby if you can't breastfeed and you're like well what the f- <laughs> what do you think you're gonna do like yeah like are they expecting you guys to be like when just in case your wife wouldn't or your fiance wouldn't be able to breastfeed then you would be just like ah well okay maybe the next one <laughs> well, i was just gonna like i was just gonna put iced coffee in in her <laughs> like like what the fuck do you what kind of fucking question Uh, anyways so that uh, that's annoying all all that aside we we got home and everything's been fine Mm -hmm. she's been fine uh i've made some interesting notes here which Mm -hmm. are just kind of thoughts that i've had i guess throughout Mm -hmm. my uh my last two weeks with her Mm -hmm. and i think ultimately it all boils down to um the realization that at least from my perspective, it is incredible that the human race has been able to multiply to the degree that it has. <laughs> um, so when you think about mammals um, like giraffes and goats and sheep, um, they can stand immediately after birth and yeah. they nurse and they're like fully functioning for the most part. And like sea turtles they like immediately haul ass to the water as soon as they're they hatch um stuff like that and then you think of like a human baby um human human babies are idiots they are they are so dumb <laughs> um they they like so like in terms of self preservation mechanisms it's like it's like back in the 90s where mcdonald's like sometimes the food you get looked like the picture on the menu and then like <laughs> yeah. a lot of times it was uh some very sad like stepped on the floor and swept <laughs> under the ice cream machine like mm-hmm. human babies 
like half of them can't latch to a boob mm. which is the bare minimum survival mechanism that they require yeah. <laughs> um they and and then it's like in their mouth and then they're crying because they can't find it but it's in their mouth stifling their cry mm-hmm. um they get cold super super easy and then they're upset that they're cold and you're trying to change them to make them warmer and then they're upset that you're changing them despite them being upset that they need to be changed because their diaper's <laughs> dirty so they're actively trying to stop you from doing it but they're upset that they're cold and they're upset that you're changing them and it's just like it's uh like without miracles of of modern maternity technology like it's it's i can't even imagine like raising a child 50 years ago or mm-hmm. let alone like 100 years ago like there's no you know bottle warming machines or like if your baby didn't breastfeed like it would just die <laughs> i don't i don't, I don't mm-hmm. there's no you know formula alternative or whatever um and then like you know the like the woman's in like consistent blinding miserable pain Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then like imagine having 10 kids like you just have that for the better part of a decade like i just i can't believe <laughs> that the human race has made it as far as it has basically just based on how how miserable <laughs> the experience is. yeah I yeah yeah i definitely get what you're saying um but some counterpoints first of all cats don't open their eyes until six weeks old same for dogs is- same for for like mice take mice and rats take like two weeks to reach the developmental stage of a human baby at the stage it's born but it wouldn't really matter if you know out of a t- typical like birth of a m- mouse where it has like six or eight puppies mm-hmm. one of it would be unable to you know suck some milk from from the teeth like no one you know that wouldn't really <laughs> change the outcome of there still being five or six <laughs> babies uh but yeah. i i totally get what you're saying is like yeah you have this one like humans evolve to have one baby at a time typically and uh even that's trouble i think in the past people just gave way less of a shit about it didn't they like yeah they, I mean, yeah, I think so. Or they had multiple, like, you just had, you tried, like, to have 10 children because only six would survive or something like that. Mm. I mean, it makes me, like, what about, like, cave people? And there's no diapers? Like, where were they shitting? (laughs) What were they wearing? That is, yeah, that's an interesting question. How did Um, they clean them? I don't know, man. Probably, so, uh, I, I know this couple they've raised their now one and a half year old without diapers um mm. which was i mean I've, I've talked to my friend about this and uh the way he described it obviously isn't very glamorous like is it the washable cloth ones like the pads no no so so they've so you know there's those cloth diapers that consist of like two layers like just the outer like mm-hmm. cloth that holds everything together and then the like the insert layer kind of um yeah yeah and we were given a bunch of those yeah so what they did is basically right a, like right maybe a week after birth they um tried to figure out cues of their baby having to relieve itself right 
So mm-hmm. what they would do is they would, and I mean that's that's him talking. Obviously, I have <laughs> oh, no, no, I have no experience with that, right? So I just we we'll just have to take his word for that. So what they would do is they would just um, either have like buckets next to them, like next to bed, <laughs> or if uh, they were carrying the baby around, um, as soon as they feel like something moving, they would just like not even having it wear a diaper. Just, you know, going Donald Duck and um, just holding the baby like over either the bucket or like <laughs> the sink or something. And no. yeah, th- then it would just it was also a girl. So so it was a little, uh, you know, with a boy, I imagine that to be more of a hassle with like the sprinkly effect, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. But with a girl, I mean, basically, you know, you can just hold it. <laughs> down and it's gonna be good <laughs> and that's what they did and for the first weeks he said it's 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 really shitty because uh, like <clears throat> newborns don't really have a lot of identifiable cues but um, no after a while like he said it, it took like maybe one or two months where it started working so obviously it was a problem when they they were like you know in public with the child um, then they would just get one of those cloths that they would. They'd just find a they'd find a water fountain and and just hold her. Yeah, I I was curious about her. that as well. I I'm not sure exactly how they did that, but it but it somehow worked. And now the kid's like one and a half years old and doesn't need a diaper at all. Already uses like <laughs> a little like a potty. And um, I mean it works, but. And I mean, there. So their main thing about it were two lines of thought, right? Like the first one was um, just reducing waste, uh, because mm-hmm. obviously, like you know, single-use diapers are you need a lot <laughs> of them. Yeah, yeah, for during sure. The first like two or three years. Um, after that, well, with that thought was also that the uh, apparently it's really. Um, uncomfortable for the child to to sit in their own excrements right so uh, obviously once it happens you should change the diaper right away but sometimes either you're like you know not you you don't have a diaper accessible or you uh just cannot change the diaper for whatever reason right now and um so they wanted to spare their child this this uncomfortable feeling so Mm -hmm. It's. I mean, it worked apparently for them. Um, they're gonna be at our wedding in a month, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So still, I, I totally agree with you, man. There's so much like, yeah, just the the, the like latching onto the breast, right? There's also something that, like it's literally a reflex. It's nothing where they have to like actively yeah. make an effort. It's it's a reflex. It's like fucking mm-hmm. breathing or keeping your jaw closed. It's it's just it it just happens. Yeah. And oh, it's really funny because yeah. like we have this uh, like a bottle and like you kind of as soon as you touch their lips, she like thrashes her head from side to side trying to find it. I'm like, sweetheart, it's I I, I have the eyes. <laughs> I can center it. I can center it. And she's like, <laughs> and then if she sometimes moves too much, she gets upset that she can't find it and then like <laughs> i get it into her mouth but then she 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 won't close her mouth enough to to make suction on the on the nipple so her <laughs> mouth is just like open and she's just like trying to 
<laughs> like, how do you get, you got to close your mouth. You won't, you're not going to, it's not going to do anything. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's just so funny. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, man, I imagine. And it's, it's, it just makes me so happy to think about that you guys will, you know, see the little one just grow up. Um, and there's going to be such rapid changes throughout the next years. Already, I yeah. already notice a difference in yeah. two weeks since we brought her home. Yeah, man, I like she's already she's already bigger, oh. and I can see like facial changes a little bit. Like features are slowly starting to come out. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's uh, I I get it, I get it now, and it it definitely seems I I can imagine it's going to seem a lot faster from my perspective than than like when you're an uncle and you just kind of see a kid every once in a while and you're like eh, it's, it's just taking forever <laughs> yeah but sure i mean you observe every little thing every day so obviously w once one of those changes you you'll mm -hmm. notice yeah totally understandable man that's crazy and um so are there any like how should i put this like any new age kind of kind of kind of things that you, you you're trying like some fads where you're, where you're like oh maybe we're gonna try this on our baby is there, mm. is there anything out of the ordinary like i don't know playing certain kinds of music or like uh trying to i don't know make it like familiar with like shapes and 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 geometry stuff already oh just... yeah i i guess yeah like the the current like thought is that they can see black and white shapes really really well mm -hmm. so they have these they have these books that are just kind of like rorschach tests basically <laughs> okay um just just like a lamp silhouette or something like that or All square right. or something so, so i mean so we, we we've got that i don't i don't know if there's anything outlandish um so her first words are probably going to be suicidal unicorn <laughs> <laughs> Mommy stabbing daddy with a needle. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh. yeah. No, I mean, I don't think we're we're not crazy hippies, but we're also not like super close-minded. Close-minded or yeah. like yeah, I mean like I don't know. I we're all we're let's let's put let me put it this way. A lot of people um go into this with a very strict plan and the hospital was already like confused because they were expecting us to have a very detailed like birth plan and mm -hmm. like feeding plan like like detailed um and and we didn't we're just like look like we're just going into this like we're gonna react and 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 um do what we can because we really don't know how she's gonna be uh mm -hmm. and how she's gonna behave and everything so like I think it's it's foolish to have like a very strict plan because a lot of people do and then it doesn't work out at all and then they're kind of like left feeling very helpless and stressed because all of this planning was for nothing and now they have to scramble and like I don't know figure something else out and we're just like what if we just be really flexible and try and try and you know do the best we can like that's 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 pretty much it and I'm I'm open to almost anything except like fucking I don't know, sound sound bowls, <laughs> whatever those are called. So uh, we have uh, twelve different kinds of uh, varieties of formula in our home. Uh, 
20 gallons of each just to be on the safe side. And you know, if our baby won't need it, I'm gonna eat it. It's pure protein, baby. <laughs> yeah, we dip the right foot in the in the the one with the DHA, uh, and the the left foot goes into the vanilla flavor, and uh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we and then when she's sleeping, we lay a bunch of uh, different gemstones around her face. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> to harmonize her soul. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah. I read a thing today. Um, where it said like, it it was it was something about why why Germans so adamantly refuse to get vaccinated, mm. <laughs> and it said that um, compared to other um, European countries, um, German speaking countries uh, have like almost three times as many people using uh, alternative remedies. Um, really and all that stuff um it was about 10 percent of people in germany use that stuff hmm. and that is insane so i imagine that there must be some crazy stories from like german parents in particular just yeah as oh, we were yeah. saying like you know putting gemstones and like oh yeah you know essential oils and shit mm-hmm. all that must be all around poor babies everywhere in germany mm-hmm. god damn mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. I will, <laughs> I will say one thing that's changed is that you're no, uh, you're not allowed to f- to to bathe your child mm-hmm. for the first like week or so. Really? Uh, um, because apparently there's like a bunch of stuff that that like protects the baby's skin and like is like uh, antibacterial mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which which makes sense. Uh, yeah. And they used to just like bathe them medi- immediately. And, uh, mm. but what you don't see is that, uh, it, it is just like all crusty chunks of blood and shit in their hair. And it starts to, uh, starts to get pretty gnarly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> don't they like just scrub it down once it's out? I mean, they kind of like half acidly, like cut a roller around in a towel and then hand her to you. Like that's, that's, that's it. That's it the fuck yeah man no i'm gonna, pretty... I, i'm gonna put that thing in a whirlpool just, you know, <laughs> be like you're gonna live like a king or a queen for that matter but damn no yeah. that's actually disgusting and then you're not allowed to damn so you have like blood clots and everything like just yeah it's just, not nice Ugh. it's kind of weird oh well no but a week's already over right you're like in week two now so yeah we're at we're at two weeks today she was born on a friday um and so Mm -hmm. i guess she's just over two weeks now eh? awesome so you got a clean baby by now and you gotta yeah she's she's relatively clean yeah nice Nice. for the most part yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's so weird to think like you all of a sudden transformed from a mere dude to a dad i know i just gained all this fucking wisdom like like i unlocked a second talent tree of just like hubris <laughs> and ass like uh authority on things that no one asked asked my opinion on is there any any advice you want to want to give me as a non-dad um not yet you haven't done anything that's offended me um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I w- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Glad to hear that. <laughs> um, it, 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 yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I, I'm trying not to be one of those people who's just like, I'm a father and I, I, I know these things. Because like, oof. oh yeah. My, my only other observation was like, okay, let, let's say that like childbirth and parenting is, or like childbirth, I guess. That whole process is like simultaneously one of the one of the craziest, like most involved, scariest, intense things you will ever go through, mm-hmm. and simultaneously uh, the most mundane, unremarkable event in the in like that will ever happen because just just in terms of like statistics of 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 how many people do it, and so sure. it's it's crazy because you're like you go through it and you're like holy shit every other person on this planet who has ever well that's not necessarily true that most of the people on this planet came from this process and and then the the other people uh endured this process to have Mm. a child and it's like it's kind of mind it's kind of a mind fuck to be like all of these people came from this and and went through this Mm. <laughs> and then it's like so fucking discounted and everyone's just like i don't give a shit about your kids <laughs> like it's the, <laughs> it's the least remarkable craziest thing you'll ever go through that is not not in any way i don't know brag worthy <laughs> yeah guess. no I, I i totally understand what you mean it, it kind of you know puts it all into relation when you normally you, if you went through that yeah. for a job that would like qualify you for a significant pay raise or promotion <laughs> <laughs> How about that that way? Oh man, yeah, I imagine. Like we were talking about this at work recently. How, uh, especially through social media and stuff, and uh, probably also, I mean, I would I would think so. Probably of like generational things that have happened throughout the last, you know, thirty thirty ish years. Um, there's been so much more emphasis on the individual, right? So, like. Like a hundred years ago, as you were saying, no one was like, "Oh, you're pregnant. That's awesome. Oh, oh, you really, you get, you got a child. Oh." And back then, it was like, "Ah, so how many you got?" <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. And now, since you know, because of the the rise of the individual above all else, um, connected with steadily decreasing birth rates, um. That leads people to, you know, make a big fuzz about that. Mm-hmm. And on the one hand, I totally understand it. Like, on one hand, I feel like women and their efforts through pregnancy have been largely just disregarded and looked down upon by, by you know, patriarchic societies in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was like, yeah, don't, you know, complain about the one job you were born for doing. But um, then on the other hand, it's like, it doesn't matter if you, you know, if your biology dictates that you'll have to do that. The fact is that she's still going through all that, like carrying the extra weight, swollen feet and, and in the end childbirth, obviously. So um, what, 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 what I want to say with that is basically like, you know, when, when you see Instagram moms who sh- who like post videos every single day of their newborn 
and are like, hey, see, that's how, you know, I don't know, we, we change the diapers. That's what shit's supposed to look like in week two. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> is that really, like, why are people doing that? Like, when did this become such a, such a significant e event that everyone had to show the world? Because, as you were saying, literally everyone came from that. Mm -hmm. So everyone obviously was born one way or another, um, even the lizard people. So, <laughs> you know, everyone was born. No, I think they point. come from eggs, don't they? Yeah, They're reptiles. Yeah, and, and you're still born. <laughs> like, I guess so, yeah. It, yeah. No, so, um, yeah. I, I will say, yeah. I will say there is like this uh in, uh it's it's way easier to make dad friends there's like this unspoken like club that i that you don't know about until you become a dad and they're like you a dad you got kids and you're like yeah and they're just like nice and then all of a sudden this like <laughs> this like uh ex like link just like fuses and is like suddenly <laughs> suddenly you have things in common and then like and then you just you just like start hanging out with these people that <laughs> you would never otherwise like talk to. Sure. Uh, and it's like, it's being in this weird club where you're like, <laughs> you're, you're on like, you're, you're like, uh, what's a good analogy of that? It's like, you're on like a private, private, uh, patio, but it's street level in the middle of the street. Mm. So you like, you feel a little bit like it's exclusive, but you're, you're kind of in the way and you're causing confusion <laughs> and delay. <laughs> and, and it's and it's annoying <laughs> yeah um yeah i can't imagine man um it's the the only time where i experienced that was with motorcycles like when you yeah when, i when think when it's you, the same thing when you when you meet someone and uh you know you, you start talking then after a while they're like so yeah if you've been doing on a weekend yeah i took my bike for a ride Oh really? What you riding? And then all of a sudden, as you were saying, it's like this this fusion of 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 brain matter <laughs> that just <Yeah>. happens. <laughs> um, but I mean, with different things that with like children, I think you have a lot more to talk about because, for example, if you meet someone and they're they either have like a boy or a girl, and you have either a boy or a girl, and you're like, ah, so what are boys like? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, girls suck too. And um, <laughs> that, that, that was like, okay. You're uh, like, yeah, what's your baby's shit look like right now? No, nice. <laughs> mine too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, mine hasn't been shitting for like three months. We're winning with it too. What to do about that? But uh, <laughs> so you have experienced that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. God damn. So. What makes me a little concerned about this whole story that you were telling about, you know, how concerned they were about how you were going to feed the child is like, um, why? Like, there must be some incentive for them to do that. Like, so I think the part, like two reasons, I think one is that um, it's like an educational hospital and the the head doctor there is like a world renowned breast milk science expert. And she writes papers in like nature on this shit. Yeah. Um, uh, so they have like their, they are officially, they officially endorse 
and recommend breastfeeding. The second one is that I think much like um, a bar where you, uh, you know, uh, they are legally liable if you, if they let you leave without like reasonable, like, I don't know, belief (laughs) and confidence that you are going to be able to feed your child. And if it dies and they let you go, then they, that could come back to them. Oh, okay. I see. Hmm. Which is, which is, which makes sense. Like that's, I think I have no, no qualms about that, but I think the way that they went about it and how like, it was like, it was like, uh, some fucking like quiz where you can't go back on your answers. Like once you mm. picked, you picked, sure. um, and you can't change anything. It, uh, it which al- it also sounds kind of backhanded. Like they, they, they weren't just saying like, <clears throat> so how are you going to feed a child? They were saying like, you don't look trustworthy at all. How are you going to nourish this sweet child of God? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, so uh, on, on another note, after half an hour of baby chat, which I very much enjoyed and I'm very much looking forward to the next update on that. Um, <laughs> so my mom's got COVID. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, statistically, they say that within the next three months, half of Europe's going to catch it. Uh, which sounds messed up, but <laughs> let's see. Um, uh, yeah, I can see it happening. And I mean, she, she, she she's like triple vaxxed, right? Um, got all her mm-hmm. shots. And uh, she's still like, she, I mean, she didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. So vaccine did what the vaccine was supposed to do. But um, yeah, she still got <laughs> pretty sick. So, um, you know really severe congestion and just uh yeah overall fatigue and and just yeah feeling very just like having a very bad cold basically right mm-hmm. and she was like man i'm so happy that i got vaccinated because i don't want to know what it would have been like if i wouldn't have vaccinated uh, been vaccinated right so um now obviously um <laughs> so <laughs> Okay, I need to give you some context for that. So, okay. <laughs> so, there's been one. So, you in Canada and now also the US uh, have the truckers, right? That, oh, that, for f- yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, that's one thing. We have the walkers, um, mm. which are. So, it started like, I think, end of last year, where. Because it, it, it's forbidden in, in Germany to gather in large groups, right? Mm-hmm. A- anti-vaxxers thought, you know, what, what, you know what would be a viable strategy? Just gather in a huge group, but walk kind of in indi- individual small groups. So it's basically just everyone taking a big stroll. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's literally yeah. what they have been doing. And... Um, <laughs> So they at first were like holding candles while they were doing that as a sign of whatever the fuck. Solidarity? Um, probably for <laughs> other idiots. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that like severely mentally impaired people, you know, uh, look out for each other. But fuck. So, yeah, now we have those huge crowds of people just uh, walking about. And uh, three days ago, there was actually 
one of those walks again and now it's not just them holding candles right so now it's them like <sighs> blowing whistles having those like loud flag looking ratchety things mm -hmm. um and like all kinds of loud stuff so they are now pretty much doing what you do on like like a protest right um but protests need to be registered and they don't but for whatever mm. fucking reason no one's doing anything about that <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I just don't understand why and the worst part is that they that those guys like they take their kids they take their dogs oh um, my god yeah on those walks because obviously like those are like protective equipment for them there's been this case of literally like one woman holding their child like their like five-year-old child in front of them while they were being yeah. pepper, spray uh, pepper sprayed so um fuck it's it's been yeah, horrible that's pretty messed up that's pretty Ugh. messed up I, I i don't even know if i have any comments on it like we i think we can all agree that they're it's it's the uh, like okay so one of the convoys so there's like the the one block in the u.s i mean like u.s canada border but then there's the one that went to ottawa and like one of them started here like literally 10 minutes from my house because yeah. i'm on the east coast yeah uh and it's like it's it is it is the people who don't understand like they're lay people who which is which is you know no disrespect or anything to to like the average you know blue collar worker or whatever but it tends to be those kind of people it tends to be people who don't want to actually listen to anything but what they already believe and yeah. it tends to be people who have very little patience with with things that they don't understand and so when there are things that you know uh they don't understand and they're being told to do and there's a certain threshold which they've grown impatient on the problem too is that there's such a delay in cause and effect in terms of consequences for these sorts of things that there's no like it's it's, it's not like an immediate sort of like resolution or punishment or anything like it's just it's something that can go on forever and it also brings out people who have other issues because they're just angry they're just like mm -hmm. uh yeah fuck that and while we're at it fuck jews like um mm. it brings out just the worst kinds of people because they see a platform and then they and like the anger is mm. a shared emotion mm. and so they they just like those those things get all muddled together and it's just like i mean france we we all know that the french police are terrifying and, and you should never fuck with the french police um mm. because a great example is that they start in paris there was a, a convoy that started up similar to what happened in canada and the french police immediately shut the fuck down that thing like mm. within the day within a couple hours i think they shut it down mm. and in canada <laughs> in canada trudeau was basically doing the the uh metaphorical like uh, i'm gonna count to three and then when i get to three uh there's gonna be consequences and then he's like two and a half two and three quarters like <laughs> it's gonna be serious serious problems yeah. and then like like it's just it's embarrassing and like i'm pretty sure biden called trudeau and was like 
figure this the fuck out because uh, <laughs> Russia is going to invade Ukraine next week and we don't Rather have not. the time to to deal with both of these things. Yeah, <laughs> so, God. yeah. I mean, I I don't know, but it's yeah. it's it's embarrassing because it basically shows like what it will take to basically grind to a halt our not only like economic um uh, uh like highway uh and and uh an exchange of goods and stuff and but also like how how i don't know feeble <laughs> the police force is or how unwilling they are to do their job hmm. yeah i don't know yeah <clears throat> it's it's embarrassing it, all of it really sucks and um it, it doesn't even it makes it so much worse that it's a global phenomenon right um Although I gotta say, you know, the nations that you know have like two percent vaccination rates because yeah. big, big drug producers just refuse to make drugs accessible for them. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> also, mm -hmm. including uh, the United Nations, just refusing to you know donate that shit. Um, yeah. You never hear those nations like being anti-vax. You never hear like Tasmania being like, "Yeah, fuck vaccines, man." <laughs> <laughs> or like i don't know somalia being like yeah they put like embryos in the vaccines and i'm not yeah, gonna get yeah. that shit so yeah it's just problems of a of a of a society that doesn't have any real problems anymore right so oh yeah yeah exactly yeah and they're just like i mean uh, not not necessarily devil's advocate but like I completely understand. I'm fucking tired of this. I am absolutely sick of it. And like Canada's vaccination rate is like 90 something percent who of people who are like double or triple vax. Like what? Over we're 90%? doing okay. Yeah. What the we're fuck? Doing we're, okay. We have we have 75. Yeah, we're Canada's doing okay. We fuck have me. I think that so the problem is that Canada has actually in like on a civil civilian level Canadians have gone above and beyond many other countries in the world in terms of like being careful and restrict like in terms of following restrictions and stuff like that the government has been very heavy-handed compared to other places the problem is that in spite of or despite all of those efforts it's still going on and we're starting to wonder like with all of the vaccination what is the point of this if we're all vaccinated and we're still all locked down we're still all like you know, I mm. I completely understand the fatigue, but mm. this is a this is this was not the way to approach it. This is just a platform for like racist shit. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, obviously. And I mean the how should I put this? So for for countries that are like that have such high vaccination rates, um, for those I can like actually relate. I'm like, yeah, man, if we had like 90% 90, 90 plus vaccination rates, I think we would probably open up everything as well. Like Denmark's doing like, uh, Norway's doing like, you know, some some mm -hmm. European countries have been doing now. Um, but the problem is that like, same as for you guys, our politicians just have like no, <laughs> they're always counting at like two and three quarters. It's yeah N nothing ever really happens and they are still discussing a vaccine mandate for us um which uh, apparently is to be decided upon on um 
in March, I think. Problem mm -hmm. is that in March, probably the whole Omicron wave is probably more or less over. And um, yeah, I mean, infections are still going to be high, but there's not going to be like big, big impact on the healthcare system here. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think because it's always been this way, right? Like there's been there's been a surge in cases. Then everyone's like, oh, shit, we have to, you know, take measures and stuff. Um, and then after the measures were taken, um, it, it slowed down again, like the, the spread of it. And uh, then everyone went back to normal. Like, I mean, okay, mm -hmm. masks were still here, but, you know, everything opened up again. No vaccine status for anything and all that stuff. And then cases surged again and everyone was like, oh, no, how did that happen? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And so, yeah, that's been the ongoing theme here. And um, we're never going to get like a hundred, like even close to 100% of people vaccinated. I just really hope. And that's the last I'm going to say for, for the COVID stuff today. Uh, I just really hope that by the end of this year, even though obviously um, I'm not going to be in Germany anymore, but I just hope mm -hmm. by the end of this year that, that everything's just kind of died down. Like not not literally. Like I don't want people to die. <laughs> just everything just yeah, more or less. I know went back to normal. Um, I just hope that there's there was the fear of a deltomicron. Del I think they called it. Um, I was talking to a virologist um, who who did this training the last week with with me who works on COVID. Um, mm -hmm. But it was apparently just a wrong sequence that they acquired. Um, uh, but <laughs> that's, that's a little scary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that stuff happens, right? So, goddamn, yeah. Anyway, I mean it so, makes me wonder, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. You go ahead, buddy. It it makes me wonder, like, what is the, what 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 is the two years from now status? Like, wh where are we headed for this? And like, I, yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone really will be able to predict it. Like, it's going to be somewhere between every prediction in terms of, like frequency and, and like like yeah i i don't know it's uh i, I think it's pretty safe we're going to be in two years i think in two years uh in some like hospitals and stuff there's still going to be masks everywhere else mm -hmm. i don't think it's not really going to matter they're trying to vaccinate as many people as possible but um, yeah apart from that it's it's going to be similar to influenza where it's like just you know you once once a year shot uh if you want it um then get it if you're a risk group you definitely should get it maybe they're gonna make it even mandatory for like 60 plus people or whatever mm. but i think in two years from now it's gonna be way different the only thing i'm also certain of is anti-vaxxers in two years being like see we didn't get vaccinated we got through it yeah uh you yeah. fucking know it i know it will yeah. and there's nothing you can really do about it <laughs> exactly oh man on to a happier topic so um yeah as i mentioned uh, last week i i spent in Berlin um, for, yeah, like uh, like a training I had to do for work. And um, so I met up with an old friend of, of ours, actually, that you you also know um, mm -hmm. from back in the good old days. Um, and yeah, he, he lives in Berlin and it was like, hey, so um, uh, do you want to meet up? And he was like, yeah, sure. And I was like, yeah, cool. Do you, any know, do you know any cool places? I mean, <laughs> if there's cool places in any city then it's definitely in berlin um <laughs> and so yeah he told me this bar 
Um, I'm actually going to give it a shout out to the Space Medusa Bar in uh, Berlin, Kreuzberg, which is uh, just amazing. It's a, it's a Ukrainian bar, actually. And uh, they yeah, are a little alternative and stuff. So um, it's not like a, like a high-end bar. It's just a, it's, it's a cozy place with cool people there and uh, from everywhere around the world, basically. And it's, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so we went there. We wanted to catch up, right? Because last time we talked was like three years ago or something. And um, so we had a lot to, a lot to talk about, obviously. So uh, we met outside and we went inside and opened the door. And wouldn't you know it, it was a stand-up comedy show going on. <laughs> no. Yes. So, I mean, that's any other day. I would have been like, dude, I mean, that's great. I love stand-up comedy. Um Walking into an actually English-speaking stand-up comedy show was even cooler. Uh, it was a comedian from um, from California called Sit Singh, um, who uh, yeah writes for a bunch of shows and has been touring for like the last two years or something. And he uh, he was like the host of the show, and um, yeah, there were a couple of of other comedians as well. And the first half of the show, which was like half an hour or something, um, we weren't paying that much attention like we're mainly outside because we didn't want to disturb inside and because it was such a small room and only like maybe 15 people there obviously he picked on anyone who who was in the room i mean that's his job as a stand-up i mean that's totally totally fair game right so um yeah he uh he was like yeah so where are you guys from i'm like Germany <laughs> and he's like oh yeah here <laughs> we're from Germany and I said like the city southern Germany it's like oh cool southern Germany hey this girl over there she's also from southern Germany and so I asked the girl hey it's, it's your fiance <laughs> <laughs> Holy, what the fuck and, are you doing <laughs> And uh, so I asked her, like, where, where are you from? And then she <coughs> said, the city, this is like an hour away from my city. And I'm like, hey, that's cool. And then um, <laughs> and then the comedian was like, so, 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 so you guys are from different regions. So you guys must hate each other. Like he was trying to like, you know, mm-hmm. get kind of like a maybe a funny exchange going on and, and stuff. And we were both like just not giving a shit about that. And the girl <coughs> actually said out loud, yeah, we're not dealing with such petty regional differences like that's that's <laughs> not what we're interested in and i totally agreed and and then he was like cool so where are you guys from <laughs> so and, and and initially i was like what the fuck what a hack like it was it was horrible um but so obviously i mean as the show went on i also got progressively drunk so um well progressively more drunk so um i that might have you know skewed my perception maybe a little but um i i think it was a bit tough for him at first because they're like most of the people i think including us who went there didn't go there for the comedy show we didn't even know there was a comedy show going on we just went there you went there for for beers exactly so um yeah anyways we uh we were quite a disturbance at first i think and then like in the in the second half of the show he started back up and um my friend and i were were talking a little i mean we were keeping it down but i mean it was a very small room so it was still kind of a distraction i guess 
So um, the comedian picked it back up again, and uh, he wasn't. He was from California, but uh, he's from uh, Indian heritage. So he didn't pick on my mm. friend, who's also Indian. He also said that out loud. Like he's like, "Hey, I'm not fucking with you, dude. You're also Indian. You're cool." But uh, then he started going after me, and I was like, "Yeah, let's see what this guy's got." So he like he asked me, "So w- w- why did you even come to a comedy show?" Um, uh, when you when when you don't want to see one, you know, and mm-hmm. a bunch of thoughts r- ran through my head, and <laughs> obviously one of that was just to say, "Sorry, we didn't know there was a show today," <laughs> or something like that. Um, I I would have been like, uh, "When does the show start?" So, oh, I mean, <laughs> what what I said might have been a bit meaner. Um, <laughs> I I said it's because I like to see people fail, and um. <laughs> Then he looked at me and he was like, he was Savage. like, he was like a little laughing. And, he, and then he went, uh, you know, that's a really cunty thing to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just laughed. And then he did this bit where he was basically, um, I could see like while he said that he was already like workshopping stuff in his, in his brain um, mm-hmm. about how he could like get me. Obviously, I mean, you if there's one kind of person you don't want to fuck with, it's a comedian. Like, no matter how good or bad they are, usually it's people that are like have really good comebacks, and they're gonna fuck your shit up if you if you provoke them, right? So, and, and that's yeah. what I wanted. That's what I wanted to see. I mean, that's what I enjoy about comedy. It's it's just you know when when they're just off the hook. That's that's amazing. So, I uh, yeah provoked him, and then he was like, uh, "For yeah, that's a cunty thing to say." And then he basically went on this like two minutes long rant about how I should be the last guy who uh, to enjoy people failing since my people have failed so hard 80 years ago I should like go home and ask my family what that was like and he did a bunch of those jokes and I was like okay it's a little bit of a hacky thing to uh, go after the obviously German guy with like Nazi jokes and stuff but then again the way he did it was actually quite hilarious and I enjoyed that and after that he had my respect and my attention <laughs> and the, the, <laughs> the rest of the show was actually quite good and um yeah i talked to him afterwards and uh he actually like he finished law school um oh, shit. he didn't go for the bar exam but like he he has like full law school education um and he is yeah he's a funny guy in in a in a, in a very um yeah, he's, he's funny, smart, and I mean, he was a really, really nice dude. And I mean, we talked for like, I think, like two hours after the show and had some drinks and it was cool. And there was one thing that I noticed that when you watch, I don't know if, if you've ever watched like Comedians in Cars getting coffee um, yeah. with, with Seinfeld or like um, some of the Conan stuff, like some of the like Conan podcast stuff, especially there's this weird thing when comedians talk about other comedians um where well actually most of the conversation i felt like was him trying to workshop jokes and he would go like yeah so uh so you would say something i don't know like fucking anything and he would go like yeah there's this this one comedian has this routine where they're like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then he tells the joke and obviously it's hilarious. And you can just see like 
in his eyes that he's like, yeah, okay, good. I have to memorize that. I have to memorize that. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I really, I, man, I respect them for the grind. And I also, I told him, I mean, I've been on a stage plenty of times as a musician, but um, I think comedy is like the, probably the hardest thing to do on a stage, right? Um, I would say so, yeah. I would agree with that. Man, just, just, I mean... We're not even on the stage. We're just, you know, in front of our microphones and uh, trying to make people laugh. And we're just shitting our pants every time. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine yeah. what that's like. Ugh. My 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 friend my friend tried it a couple times, and like he's always been the class clown. So he's he's got that like sort of when he's being serious, it looks like somebody who's trying to contain jokes, uh-huh. like as if they're like somebody who's just carrying groceries in without bags and they're spilling out of their hands. Like that's the the kind of way he is most of the time. Um, Oh, hello. Um, (laughs) uh, Where it's just like, it's impossible for him to not try and be funny at any given time. Mm -hmm. And um, like, you can tell like those are the kind of people who do really well there, but uh, it's like a stand-up comedy is like a really unique atmosphere because people go there expecting to laugh. So they're already like willing to laugh at lower, yeah. at a, a lower bar than what they would if you were like meeting at a coffee shop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yet people still do really bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, know. You, you, you have to start working with tough crowds at first. Right. So for example, when I went to this training uh, last week and I dissected a rat and I cut off, like, I had to, like, dissect the ribcage. And the instructor was watching me do it. And I took, like, one half of the ribcage that I successfully uh, dissected and put it next to the to the red. And um, she was like, yeah, really nice job. And I looked at her with a blank face. And I went, you up for some spare ribs? <laughs> for whatever reason th- this joke didn't land so <laughs> hmm. that's uh yeah you have to start working with tough rooms and just work your way up i guess <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah anyways okay man um i'm not sure do you think we we're going to be able to do a podcast next week uh we're gonna have to see because uh i've been off for the last two weeks and then it's gonna be the first time going through actually working during yeah. the, during the week so i i think so um mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be tough to to play up or play up uh to um we're gonna have to just kind of play it by ear a little bit because like she doesn't have a schedule so um you know i it might last minute be an hour earlier or something like sure. it, we're, we're gonna have to figure it out um all right but we i will. i hope so and i'm certainly gonna try to great that's awesome so yeah, yeah, you guys, uh, if you like this episode uh, or not, and you have some suggestions, um, let us know. Follow us uh, on Twitter at Friends Apart Pod, or uh, yeah, just write us a mail, uh, Friends Apart Pod at gmail.com. Um, with any uh, praise, uh, resentment, or suggestions. And uh, yeah, hopefully, talk to you guys next week again. And thank you, Jason. And um, yeah. You guys have a good one. Bye. Bye.